Hi. Welcome back to the Hot Heel Girl <laughs> podcast. Um, I think it's going to be a spicy one today. Is I'm it? feeling it. Courtney's feeling um, spicy. I want to talk about the top, let's put a number to it, the top five things that are keeping you stuck in your health journey. Yep. I put a number too. So we're, I mean, there's as, you, as you started saying that, I thought you were like directing it directly at me and like stuck in your business. I thought you were going to go like, well, like we're not, we're not going to attack you. Um, <laughs> you know, you have things to work on and you're working on them. So it's fine. I'm not here to attack you. I'm here to be your friend. Just later, um, just later on the business call. I will not like, attack you. I, I did not. I was very productive and constructive on your on your audit. Mm-hmm. Um, so the top five things that are keeping you stuck in your health journey, because I know there's a lot of people that are like, I've done everything. I've seen practitioners. I've done this. I've done that. My diet's perfect. I'm taking supplements. Why am I still struggling with symptoms? And I'm not going to lie, it comes down to the same things for like everyone. I'm sure you see the same thing over and over and Mm -hmm. over and over. Um, So number one, stuck in fight or flight. Come on. I know that that's like, it's hard because stress is something like love, right? It's not as tangible. It's like not something that um, you can like wrap your mind around. You're not like, you're like, how do I change my stress? How do I stress less? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Reduce my or stress. Or if it's something big that they know is stressing them, like a job or a relationship. But it's one of those things where it's like, that feels really, because obviously like leaving a stable job is not something that somebody wants to do or like if you're in like a married relationship, it's, those are like really hard things for people to address. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And it's like, I find it's a job, like almost all the time. Like everyone's like, Ooh, I hate my job. I'm so stressed out my job. I'm stressed 24 seven. And with that, I think that it depends what you do, but for some people I tell them to like, your job's not you like disassociate from it. Like great nine to five is when you work or whenever you work, but like, don't let it bleed into your life. And mm-hmm. people have a problem with that. I mean, entrepreneurs, obviously that's this tricky thing. I'm not even going to talk about that, but like people that are just working like stable nine to five jobs, like don't let it take over your life. They literally would replace you in a second if something happened to you. Mm-hmm. But stress keeps people so symptomatic it's crazy and I was one of those people COVID was the only thing that forced me to calm down and slow down because we had to but if you're doing all the things if you've done drainage parasite cleansing mold work metals lime right if you've done the roadmap which we're gonna get to in a sec but um you're not addressing your stress you're literally missing like a good 40 percent like being stuck in a sympathetic state and never getting into that rest and digest, you're not really going to absorb all the stuff you're taking. You're not really going to absorb the nutrients of your food as much. Like, yes, obviously better than someone eating a standard American diet, but like not to your fullest capacity. Your body cannot thrive when it is 
concerned that you're being like mall, you're being chased by a bear or something like that. Like body goes into protect fight or flight body rushes all of the blood to your extremities to make sure that you can fight off whatever this threat is. Blood is not rushed to hair, to hormones, to your gut. Like you, you're going to struggle there. Because mm-hmm. I see this all the time with people who are bloated. They're like, we've been working together for three months. Why am I still bloated? And I'm like, if you hate your job and you're there for like 50% of your day, I'm, this is dramatic silence so that you can think about it. You need, this needs to like soak in. (laughs) And then most people are doing like 75% of their eating too, when they're in that job setting or like eating on the way to work or breakfast as soon as they get to work and then don't really break for lunch. And so you're eating all of that food while you're stressed, which is not helping your digestion. A hundred percent. And I find a lot of people, so it's not just that you're stressed at your job, but then you go home and you scroll and you scroll about your symptoms and you listen to podcasts about health and you're not getting any less stressed by creating more issues in the mind. And that's not to say your issues don't exist. They very much exist on a physical symptomatic realm. But like if you're continuing to think about all that is not going right in your life. Yeah. And that's where I think sometimes listening to health podcasts can be detrimental because oh, no, I, I don't listen to health podcasts. Yeah. Because if you have something going on or you think that there's something going on, you're going to like find something in each episode. That's like, Oh, I have that symptom. So there must be this thing wrong with me. So on to number two, too much information. <laughs> And I mean, let's just say they're one and the same, but like also stress stuck in a state of fight or flight is not the same thing as too much information. Like if you are in fight or flight 24 seven, even if on the side you try to like, oh, I try to stress, not stress one hour of the day. That's not compensating for the rest of the time. So now Mm -hmm. too much information. Goodness gracious. Where do we even start? Okay. So like you said, podcasts, if that is how you spend a lot of your time listening to health podcasts, I get it. Cause this is not me coming from like a hard ass role, which I guess I am going to be today, but I absolutely understand what it's like to look for answers in your health. Like I know how challenging it can feel when you are just looking for answers because you just want to heal. Mm-hmm. And there is very much a time and place to listen to information and to learn and to learn and to learn. But I find that most of the people, right. If you're working with one of us and I'm not saying that you have to trust us above everything else and not seek out any more information, but if you're working with a practitioner, trust your practitioner. Mm -hmm. I had a client, um, she, in the beginning, so she had a shitty practitioner before me. She didn't like her. I don't know. I don't want to say shitty, but a practitioner that didn't work with her. Um, and she was in the habit of like 
everything I would tell her, all the supplements I put her on, she would research them after. She was still like in a research rabbit hole. And then like two months or so into working together, she's like, I realized that everything you were giving me was working and like it did the purpose that you told me to. So I stopped researching all of it because I realized it was making me go crazy. So that's just like a small little example of it. Like you have to trust that person. And yeah, maybe it takes time to build that trust. But like if you're investing your money in them, then I hope you trust them at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. And from like a subconscious level, if you are feeding yourself information about health 24 seven, what do you think it is telling your subconscious mind? What do you think the story behind that is? I'm sick. I need more information. I'm not doing enough to heal. Everything that I'm doing is not working. So I need more information. I need the next best thing. I am uncurable, whatever that fucking is. Right. Because I also know that there are people out there. You might not, they might not be the people listening to this podcast, but there are people that every practitioner is like a notch in their bedpost that they literally think that no one can heal them. Mm -hmm. And so they take in quite literally all of the information. They follow all the practitioners on social media. They've worked with half of them. They are constantly listening to reading. And that's not saying that that's a bad thing at one point in your life, but there gets to a point when it is not serving you anymore. You thank it for serving you. Thank you information. You have been serving me up until this point. Now you're not serving me anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think on the other end of the spectrum too, there's the people that haven't worked with anyone and they're just like convinced they can fix it themselves, but it's been like years of them, you know, like listening to every podcast and researching everything and trying everything, but they're still at the same point. And that's like where I would tell you, find a practitioner that you can invest in because like, how long are you willing to like continue to go through this? Like, obviously you haven't gotten any better. You're still stressed. You're still like on the research rabbit hole. And it's been how many months or how many years. And so just find someone that, you know, can give you that plan. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's two sides of the same coin. It's Mm -hmm. either you're working with someone and you don't trust them. So you're doing, taking in all the information or you've never worked with someone because you want to do it yourself and you're taking in all the information, which there's nothing wrong with wanting to do it yourself. But if you want a fucking easier way, work with someone. I'm sorry. Like I was someone who tried to do it myself for a while and then I wanted an easier way. So I invested a bunch of money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to people countless times about that. And they're just like, I've tried this and I've tried this. And I feel like I know like all the basics and I feel like I know the foundations, but this isn't working for me. And this isn't working for me. And they're like, I've dealt with this for like five years and I just can't get anywhere. But like I said, I feel like I know everything. And I'm like, well, there's clearly something that hasn't been figured out with yet. And you need an individualized approach at that point. Yeah. I mean, you're like, you're clearly not finding whatever the trigger or triggers are that are continuously making you feel like this. And so, but then they're like, but I don't, I don't know, because I just like, feel like I haven't found anyone or I feel like I don't want to invest in it. And like, maybe later, like a few months, because I have this thing coming up and I'm like, I talked about this on Instagram a couple weeks ago, but I'm like, there's always an excuse you can make, but like how many more months are you going to push it off? Like how long? And I think this goes back to what we talked about before too. Like people just use sickness as their identity. And I'm like, okay, do you really want to heal? Or do you just use it as an excuse for things? 
so, and we talk about this in my biz course, but like part of what you are investing in when you're investing in a practitioner is literally your transformation. Like Mm -hmm. they can get you obviously not everyone from point a to point B because they have years of experience, whether that's through education or whether that's through seeing clients or both. And they are like, you're paying to get that individualized approach that is going to get you where you want to go. Like you're paying for your transformation. Mm -hmm. You're paying to also not waste all of this money and time figuring it out yourself. That's if you're just trying to figure out the dollars and you're like, I don't know if they make sense for me, start saving up, stop fucking wasting your money on athletic greens and all those dumbass expensive probiotics. Stop <laughs> wasting your money on all of those hormone supplements that are going to heal your hormones in inositol. I'm not saying it's not beneficial, but it's not going to heal the root of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like stop. Or the hormone throwing... gummies. That's what I'm saying. Like the hormone gun- gummies, like the powders that are, or all the adaptogens because your body's not a deficient in adaptogens. That's not saying there's not a time and place for them, but like, that's not what's going to heal you. Stop spending all of your money on those things. Start mm-hmm. saving so that you can work with someone who can give you an individualized approach because that's clearly what you need. Yeah. I actually had someone tell me this morning, um, cause they were asking about working with me and she was like, I'm going to start saving like a, a pocket of money each month. So I can do this because I know that investing in myself is worth it. And I'm like, that is what I like to hear. Like, it's okay if you can't do it right now, but at least like, you know, if you want to heal, start that plan. So you yeah. are able to do it. Exactly. Because it is an investment in your health and I'm not going to lie. And I get that a lot of people don't have that saved up immediately. And some people do, some people don't, because it's not necessarily something you see coming when your health stuff happens, but you're literally paying to not suffer do all of the research on your own to not do all of these guess and check things to not do all of these boxed protocols. Like that's what you're paying for mm-hmm. because, okay, three years later and you're still not any healthier. Do you, do you want to be in the same place three years from now where you're still researching? And now you're a lot more defeated because it's six years later. And you're like, I don't know if I can be healed. Yes, you can. You can be, everyone can be healed. That's just the truth. Everyone can heal. It's just about what it's going to take. Mm-hmm. So on that, the mental aspect, number three, number three is not believing that you can heal. Dun, dun, dun. Because like I said, a lot of people are going to be the, well, not a lot of people. There are people out there that think that practitioners are just a notch in their bedpost. They think that what's going on with them is so unique. Why do other people my age not have this issue? Why am I the only one I know with this issue? I've never heard of this before. My doctor said they didn't know it was wrong with me, blah, blah, blah. They identify as it. They think that they're unique. They think that they can't heal or we'll throw them together. Identifying as your issue Mm -hmm. and not thinking you can heal. They're just, we'll lump them. Yeah. I think my favorite example of that is like the IBS girls. It's like a whole trend, like hot girls have bad stomachs. And I'm like, hot no. girls have IBS. And I yeah. say, <laughs> you don't have IBS because you're hot. You have IBS because you eat junk. No, that's probably not why. There's a lot of other reasons why I had IBS even when I didn't eat junk, like two years later, but it's a thing. Like you, 
some people identify with it. They literally, and especially like the chronic illness space, people, do you know people in their store, not in their stories, in their bios on Instagram, endo warrior. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be an endo warrior though. Like you don't have to fight it tooth and nail your whole life. Like you can heal from it. What would happen? Limey, moldy. (gasps) That I can't, sorry. Those get me because I'm like, if you want to resonate with it for the rest of your life, if you want that to be a part of your identity, go for it. Go for it. You can allow that shit to take over your identity, but you're also going to struggle with the symptoms that come with it. Yeah. I was going to say subconsciously, that's just going to keep telling yourself that I have this and yeah. this is my sickness. This is my You're body. like, I have this, this is my reality and it's never going to change. And people are like, well, what if it's my current reality? Okay. It's your current reality. It doesn't mean that you have to identify with it. Right. Like I always use a broken bone example, but it works so fucking well because like, okay, I have a broken bone, but I'm not a broken bone. Mm-hmm. Like it's very, I don't know why we treat these things so different. Yeah. And I so, think it's like, I'm going to like challenge people to think about, is it something that you're holding on to because people give you attention for it? Do they, benefits. Yeah. Do they feel bad for you? You can get out of things. Um, the excuses is the number yeah. one thing I see. Yeah. I, I was an excuse gal. I loved not having to do things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you sit there and you think, and you're like, Ooh, why is this part of my identity? Is it just because someone told me I couldn't heal and I believe them? Okay. Don't believe them. Right. Like literally what everyone knows, whether you believe you can, or you believe you can't, you're right. Right. Like you, you create your reality. Mm-hmm. Even if it's your current reality, that doesn't mean you have to believe it's a long-term thing. I think that's one of like the strengths that I had in healing was that I never saw it as my long-term reality. Even when all this shit was like chronic mm-hmm. <laughs> could have fooled me. I never thought it was, but it's just like that. I was so rooted in it. Like I never thought that it was going to be my reality that my whole entire life, I was going to struggle with stomach issues. Mm-hmm. And some people just think they're gonna have IBS the rest of their life. And that's totally fine. But they, they're subconscious mind is rolling their reality i was like yeah whatever it sucks right now it won't forever yeah and then when you look at that what are the benefits like yeah like you said what are the fucking benefits to you staying sick there's a lot Mm -hmm. a lot of the times that those excuses man they got me they got me for a while having excuses to get (laughs) out of things yeah i mean i was the same way because i was like well, I can use like my painful cramps as an excuse to not go somewhere or not do something or even like get out of work. And finally I was like, but I don't want to be that person. Like I want to be the person that can just do whatever, not have to worry about my period. And like, I want to go to work because I want to be making that money. So, yeah. Yeah. And like you said, the benefits and some people, uh, another thing that they like, like you said, not going to work. If you're someone with a chronic illness and you like not working, like you're like, I didn't like my job. I like not working. Even though the rest of you wants to heal, your body's still seeing the benefits. Like you Mm -hmm. have to convince yourself that like, okay, well I can do nothing and get paid. I don't know how, I don't know how I'm not figuring out for you, but you have to convince yourself of that. Like it, the attention is a big one. I see the excuses all the time. I mean, it also happens, right? With clients, with not myself anymore, but there was a point in time when you 
find yourself like quote flaring and you'll realize it's because you have to go see someone you didn't want to see. Like your body's making that excuse for you. It's telling you like, we're safe. Like you're good. We're safe. We don't have to go. Just do what the fuck you want to do and decide that you can do what you want to do. And you don't have to make up excuses. When I started doing that, it changed my life. Surprise. I tell people when I don't want to fucking go anymore. Do I have less friends? Yes, but it's I'm also a million times healthier. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, I was going to say one other thing. Crud. He was a good one, whatever. Oh, um, the stories you're telling yourself about being sick, not just like the benefits, but like, what does it mean about you? Those all get stuck in like that identity thing. It's just so tricky because people will be like, well, you know, hot girls have IBS. So like, if I don't have IBS, I'm not hot anymore. Like what? Who decided that? I don't have IBS and I'm way hotter than I've ever been. It's mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we're all, we're over here making hot heel girls a thing. So. I mean, we, as we should. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, someone had to, you know, like not just. Cause I was on like IBS talk and like gut talk and like people were just wild over there. It was the wild freaking West. I, um, do have to say that like, I'm probably going to put number four as not doing any emotional healing. (laughs) I know you knew that one was coming (laughs) because it's the truth even if you you've done all the individualized protocols, like if you've worked with practitioners and you've done individualized protocols, I totally think you need to look into emotional healing. And even if you, or trauma, whatever you want to call it, right. Emotional, energetic, it's all the same. Trauma does not just have to be big things that happen in your life. We talk about this, but like, it doesn't have to be that your parents got divorced or that you were a child of abuse or that I don't know. Your dog died. Like it does, or like your grandparents died when you were super young and you were really close. I'm like, it doesn't have to be large life events. Mm-hmm. We talked about, it. it can also be those unmet needs. Yeah. Most likely those unmet needs. We all need to do emotional healing on um, one point or another. Like, I don't, I don't know what that looks like for you. But I gotta say, heal your nervous system, heal your emotions, heal your life. Like if you have gut issues, there is a 100% chance that there is an emotional component. And I'm not even going to say less than a hundred. If you have gut issues specifically, there is a 100% chance there is an emotional component. So if you're like, I've been to lots of practitioners, like we've done the individualized stuff it's worked. And then it hasn't because your body is still holding on to all those negative emotions. They're bringing you down every single time you release the actual physical triggers, right? Like there's something bringing your body back down. It's those emotions. You need to release the emotional triggers as well. Emotions can release physical pathogens from your body. Do you know how many people I've seen release parasites after just doing an emotional clearing? Literally half of them, half of my clients. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what you need to do. Primal trust, MBSR, neurofeedback. Maybe you're a Reiki gal. 
maybe you're an energy healing person. Um, did I say EMDR? EMDR? What else? DNRS, Gupta program. There's like a million different emotional energetic things. Like you gotta release the stored junk from your body. Mm-hmm. Like think about it. We we can cry about something years later because our body holds on to emotions. Yeah, that's a yep. quite literal, easy thing to wrap your mind around, <laughs> a physical manifestation of emotions. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was number four. I don't know what I want to make number five. I don't know if I want to make it like not trusting your body or mm, there was one other. I kind of forgot it. I should have written these down before, but that's okay. I'm going to say number five is not trusting your body. Oh, the other one was going to be not having, um, not following the right roadmap. Mm, That's a good one too. Okay. We're doing six surprise. (laughs) Um, number five is not following the right roadmap, right? If you're someone who's like, I should be healed from Lyme because I did Lyme stuff. I worked with a Lyme practitioner. I went on the drug. I can't think of the name right now. That doesn't mean you're going to be healed from Lyme. Why is the Lyme able to thrive? Like what else is going on in your body? You definitely have parasites. We all have parasites. They hold on to their body weight in Lyme, mold, metals, bacteria, all that junk. And if you're not getting rid of them, you're not getting rid of the Lyme because they're sitting in your body full Lyme, enjoying life. And then when the Lyme goes away, they're just purging it back out into your body. They're mm-hmm. loving it. You also need your drainage first because if you didn't do drainage, God, God knows you ain't been here too long because we will exhaust that topic to no end. <laughs> And then you need to address mold and metals before you address Lyme. Sorry, not sorry, because uh, mold literally suppresses the immune system. So mold suppresses the immune system. It suppresses the mitochondria, which is impacting your ability to detox. It also can impact the liver, which is obviously one of our main detox, detox drainage organs. And it squelches the oxygen levels in your body, which also impact your ability to heal, right? Like none of these pathogens can thrive in an oxygenated environment. So low oxygen levels, liver's really taxed. Mitochondria is really taxed. You think you're going to be able to heal if there's mold still in your body, even if you did the Lyme stuff? Nope. Sorry. Got to do the order. Order of operations matters. Do you know how many people have told me that they work with Lyme literate docs and they're like, I thought I was better. And then I worked with you and we went through the order of operations and I realized like, wow, I had a lot deeper work to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The mold and the metals are no joke for sure. (laughs) Don't just like pop over those because you're like, that's okay. I did parasites and I did Lyme. That's not how you heal from Lyme. Yeah. Or there's everyone tells me, well, like, I don't think I was ever exposed to mold. Ooh. <laughs> well, also the, the, when people talk about Lyme, they're like, I don't think I've ever, I'm sorry. Ever, like 90% of our population has a tick-borne bacteria. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It doesn't have to mean what you think it means. <laughs> it doesn't mean you're going to like be crippled or like all those horror stories you hear about Lyme. It's fine. Also, like 90% of the people that come to me have like some sort of Lyme or co-infection symptom. Um, some are going into six because we changed it midway through. 
not trusting your body and trying to micromanage your symptoms. This one's a big one. Yeah. When people start to heal, I have a secret for you. It is not going to be smooth sailing. (laughs) Like it is not. And that's what I think like social media is where like that gets a little bit toxic because people just think that like you get on this healing journey and it is just an upward trajectory. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the reality. Like your body's getting rid of shit. You are going to have symptoms. And I do say like, you shouldn't have the crazy Herx reactions, which none of my clients have. Like we, you're going to have reactions. You're just going to like, your body's not going to just all of a sudden go from sick to healed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to say like with, especially with hormone clients, a lot of times I will see them have, cause everybody comes to me for painful periods. Right. And so a lot of times I'll see them have a really good period and then they'll have a really bad period again. Yep. And what happens? And, yeah. And they're like, what's going on? Like, why exactly. is this working? Like, why is it worse than it was before? And I get it. It sucks. Like I have been through that. <laughs> Like when I first started my drainage protocol and all that stuff, I had an amazing period and I was like, wow, this is great. Like this, this is working. Like I am going to just be like fine forever. Like I am health. I know. I was like, I cleared all my shit and I'm great. (laughs) And then the next month it was awful. And like with hormones specifically, like I talk about this all the time, they take a minimum of three to six months to start balancing out. And when you start clearing all that stuff, like stirring up all those drainage pathways, clearing everything out of your liver, you're clearing out extra hormones. Your hormones are going to spike. They're going to drop. Estrogen's going to spike. Progesterone's going to drop whatever's going on. And especially if your estrogen raises and because you're stirring up all of that estrogen and clearing it out, it's going to raise inflammation. And what does inflammation do? It causes extra pain. So all of that stuff going on doesn't mean it's not working. I always tell people to think about it as a good thing. And I know it sucks during in the time because obviously pain, but it's getting out. And Better that's out what you than want in, to listen to Shrek. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he, anyways, um, literally like mm-hmm. it's hard because you just think it's going to be good and then you're good. And especially when you start to feel good and then something happens and you're like, why am I not feeling good anymore? But like, it's really important to trust your body and not just your body, the process, like the process, the timeline, your body. We think that we can control everything. Yeah. We want to control everything. It is so human to want to control, especially your health. And there's so many layers to what you're uncovering. Yeah. And that's part of why it is going to be up and down, right? Like there are going to be pain before there's all the pleasure in the whole world, right? Like you're going to have to experience all of the peaks and valleys of the process, but you have to trust that your body knows how to heal. So like when symptoms happen, I tell people like, will allow yourself to release it because one, that's going to make things a lot easier. If you're holding on to it, you're not like, thank your body for releasing the energy is part of it too. allow it to release. Thank you. I know this may not feel good, but I know that it is good for my long-term health, right? Like it is like she was saying, it is a good thing. It mm-hmm. is good for your long-term health just because it kind of stinks right now. Yep. 
But we also have to remember that like, we can't control the time of how we heal. Like, even if you're like, well, I've been doing this and one year later, I'm still having symptoms and some people heal in seven months. Well, I'm not God. I don't know what your timeline looks like. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't guarantee you anything. Yeah. I've seen people work on parasites for nine months, just parasites, just getting parasites out and they get them out consistently for nine months. And that's not even moving on to all of the other things. Yeah. It looks different for everyone. Like it, like our life paths, right? Like everything's going to look different. It's going to look different for you than it does for your best friend, than it does for your cousin, than it does for your neighbor. Like even if you could say, well, we both have mold and Lyme, like it's always going to look different for you because your body is so individual. So you have to trust your timeline and trust your body. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's hard because so many people struggle with trusting their body when they're like, I've had such a strange relationship with it. Right. Like I, you, you get mad at your body when it's having all these symptoms, right? Like it's not fun, especially like when you first get sick or you first start having painful periods, you're like, Oh, why does everyone else have pain-free periods and mine are super painful. And you start to like resent it a little bit. And it's also part of it's like healing that relationship. Like knowing that your body, it is our freaking birthrights to heal. Like you're not supposed to be sick. None Mm -hmm. of us are supposed to be sick. It's about figuring out how to get out all of the shit that isn't inherently us. Emotions, pathogens, toxins, energy, like all of the shit that's not you. It's about getting rid of it. Your body's trying. It's doing its best. And you're like, oh, I can't understand it. It can't understand you either. It's like, I'm telling you to do this. Why are you not listening to me? Like we have to try and create a relationship where we can trust it. Ooh, that's (laughs) sticky. Ain't that one sticky? That is sticky trusting that your body knows how to heal no matter how long you've been on this journey for trusting that there is always a timeline that you heal in it might not be as short of a timeline as you want but it never is we always want it to happen like a day i was talking to someone today um and she was like what no one tells you on the internet is it takes you years to heal, like a lot of people. And that's like no tale of like everything, right? Like first you start with the diet and then you start getting rid of toxic personal care products. And then you start going through detox and protocols and stuff. And like a lot of things take years. It took me years. And I openly say that because I'm like, took me years to heal my IBS. Years. It's not one protocol and done. It took me like three years. And then along the roads, I also had skin issues and there was some more junk as I was detoxing stuff. Like it took me like three to four years. And then I had a Lyme flare and I was bedridden for three months. So like it's all in all, the body just takes a lot of time to heal because you're a human. Mm-hmm. And there's and always going to be maintenance too. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, you can't go back to a lifestyle that made you sick. No. Sorry. I'm not even going to, there's so much more that we could talk about, but I feel like that was enough ranty because I was like, yeah, we could say that people aren't making the changes because some people don't want to change their life. They think they want to change their life and then they're presented with the option to change their life and they don't want to change their life. Mm -hmm. 
Can't blame you. Our nervous system wants to be in our comfort zone. It doesn't want something that's uncomfortable. And whatever your current comfort zone is, whether you think it's serving you or not, your nervous system is going to be like, it's fine. We're fine here. We're comfy. You have to train it. You have to stretch it. You have to figure out how to get outside of it. Even if you know what's on the other side is so much better, like from a conscious mind. You're like, mm-hmm. I have to, I have to show my, my subconscious that it's better. You're like, how we're gonna brain retrain. <laughs> Everyone's got to train their brains. <laughs> I love the subconscious mind. It is wild. It is a crazy place to be. It, that's a good word for it well i was thinking about that because like when we sleep we like your conscious mind isn't there right like it's just your subconscious mind when you sleep and i always think about how wild my dreams are and then i'm like oh shit my subconscious mind be crazy <laughs> it makes me think about a dream i had last night because like obviously i'm like stressed about like money and stuff right now and so i had a dream last night that we had to move somewhere else like like a downgrade (laughs) because I couldn't help pay the bills and I'm like trying to make the best of it and all this stuff and so you woke up and you're like fuck that that's not my reality yeah I woke up and I was like man I am so grateful I woke up in this house (laughs) yeah you're like that ain't my reality I ain't accepting that thanks subconscious mind we ain't doing it yep yeah, I know. Subconscious mind be wild. I realized I also had a, a dream last night that I realized an unhealed part of me from like my emotionally abusive relationship, which I thought I'd like gone through most of that. So I'm like, come on. But no, there was still like a submissive like part of me that just wanted him to like, that's why I was in the relationship for so long. Cause it was like a four year long relationship. And I there was a part of me that was like very submissive because I just didn't want him to blow up and overreact and just like be annoying. Cause it was just annoying to me. Like I didn't, I wasn't like, Oh my God, I'll do whatever you say. I was just like, shut the fuck up. Like, honestly, just shut up. Like you're annoying. But I would just like do things that were more submissive than like I am as a person. And I was like, Oh my God, that submissive part of me still lives there. That is like, Oh, you'll do a bunch of stuff to make people like not blow up. And I was like, it's funny. Cause I don't put that front on. A lot of people don't know that part of me, but like, she's still living. She's still a little unhealed back there. And I was like, mm, I didn't like that. We didn't <laughs> like that at all. Yep. I woke up and I was like, well, we got to heal her then. Yep. Dang. <laughs> Dang. I thought we already healed her. <laughs> it's all a process. It's all life. Yeah. I literally woke up and I was like, we're going to heal the shit out of her. And then I was talking to Dan about it and I was like, so there's healing to be done. He was like, okay. And I was like, you're the person I tell everything to just like, listen, just enjoy it. Thumbs up. (laughs) Just enjoy it. (laughs) Sometimes I like literally think I tell him things just to say it out loud. Um, I don't think he gives one shit. It's like, like I literally don't think he gives anything about it. I'm like, you don't care, do you? (laughs) (laughs) I always laugh myself because I was thinking about it. When I was like, when I woke up, I was like, do I even tell him? Like, will he even care? And I was like, well, I have to because I need to tell someone. So, (laughs) okay. Those were the top six things. 
if you've done everything in your health journey that could be keeping you sick. I know we're coming for the jugular because but we I think here. I said this, I think I said this last podcast, but if this triggers you good, like I love triggers because triggers show where we're unhealed. Like if, if it triggers you, it means that you're unhealed in that part. Like if you're like, well, I'm not, I did emotional work. What is she talking about? Like that? Mm, okay. Yeah. That, that, that reaction to it is still bringing up something. Exactly. Like triggers are beautiful because they show us where we're unhealed and they show us where we have to work. So like if you're triggered by one of these things that I said, dig into that, dig into, okay, maybe that means that like, that's actually something that's impacting me still. Thumbs up. I always find the people that um say that they don't have any emotional work to be done have the most emotional work to be done. <laughs> yes. So yes. I'm just using that as an example because it's like one of the most common things I see that people are like, I have a good life. I don't have emotional trauma. I don't have emotional issues. Like we're not gonna work on emotions together. And I said, Well, seems like we gotta. <laughs> like allow these triggers to just mirror something to you if they trigger you. And if they don't, I love that for you too, right? I'm not trying to trigger you, but also I'm a little bit trying to trigger you because we're trying to show you where you're unhealed. We're trying to show you how to heal. Like that's the point. We're trying to let you, help you be your best hot heel girl. Like we want you to heal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, where can the people find you? You can find me at Emily Joy Wellness, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, website. What about you? at the T-H-E Root in Health, all over the dang place. Um, if you need to work on one of these five things, you can. We'll have our applications below for like working with us. I'm only doing group stuff. And you are taking one-on-one clients right now, right? I'm taking one-on-one clients right now, yes. Yeah, so depending on what you fancy, depending on what you resonate with, right? Like taking one-on-one clients, I'm doing group stuff. It is. It is like pretty much one-on-one in a group setting, which is what I love about it. So that you can get the community and you can also get it. So yeah, we appreciate you. And if you're interested in working with us, let us know. There's still room for both of us. And we'd love it if you left a rating and review. We'd love it if you subscribed, liked, all of that stuff. We just appreciate any feedback. And that stuff also helps us with search engine optimization. So it helps more people find us. So that's like... The biggest form of gratitude is if you leave a rating review, if you like subscribe, all that stuff, because that is literally how other people will find us. Truly. Or, you know, if you just tell your best friend to listen. That too. Yeah. Those are like the two best options. Yes. (laughs) All right. We will catch you guys next time.